0: This is a Graphos Blogcast, Three Huge Lessons Pro Sports Taught Me About Product Marketing, written and read by Andreas Schwabi. This is a blog post about what ice skates, hockey sticks and pucks have to do with marketing a new product, because believe it or not, there's a lot in common between whatever you do and ice skates, hockey sticks and pucks. As a business, like any team, you try to dominate your competition. Some CEOs have loftier goals than others, but ultimately you want your brand to be the first thing people think about when it comes to boats, cars, skis, batteries, mobile devices, truck accessories, fishing tackle, whatever your product category is. And when entrepreneurs think about making the big leagues, they do well to turn to the big leagues, as in professional sports. I was fortunate enough to spend more than a decade in the NHL. For the record, I have zero points and zero assists in zero games. But I did get a jersey with my name and number of years I was with the team after I left the organization, it's a it's a tradition. I presided over 1,500 games as one of the first webmasters in the NHL. In fact, I was the first ever webmaster and manager of Edmonton Oilers website and digital media. Leading a corporate website is a unique position. As an NHL ice hockey team, the Edmonton Oilers is a world-class brand and organization. I could watch how all the different parts of the business came together because the website is a manifold. It literally brings it all together. If there was a business learning lottery, I won it. Every part of the Edmonton Oilers organization connected with the website. I could see how everything worked and on occasion how it didn't. But those occasions were rare because the organization learned not to make mistakes twice. It wasn't so much sink or swim as it was swim or swim faster. To start, here are three key product marketing lessons I learned during my time in professional sport. One, your people are part of the brand. In pro sports, staff are the public face of the brand just as much as the players. The brand is the only thing the team has to sell. That logo on the jersey is everything. Every contact, from a single standing room ticket to a block of seats with a 35-year season ticket holder, staff need to feel part of the team. Their work reflected it. Everyone was empowered to be the team to a fan. If you couldn't solve a problem, you'd take steps toward a solution. The people are the brand. People love their products, but if the Apple Genius Bar staff were jerks and the stores were a mess, it would show up on the bottom line. If the staff understand the brand and believe in it, because they're part of it, every individual will be motivated to be a star performer who puts a shine on the public side of the business. And that brand sheen translates to brand affinity and sales. 2. Every part of your business defines the product. During my time in hockey, there were two parts to the business. Hockey operations, and business operations easy hockey ops takes care of the game and that's it right no when you buy a ticket it's from ticketing designed by marketing when you attend a game hospitality and food services beverage security maintenance and ticket operations are in high gear as are building operations ice maintenance game operations which handles the game presentation including ice team scoreboard music leds and on and on Game days are just high alert days for merchandise, suite operations, media and public relations, game presentation, and the Charitable Foundation. All that non-hockey stuff is the front office you hear so much about. All those departments appear to integrate seamlessly. And like everywhere, they sort of do and they sort of don't. But they appear to be one big blue oil drop because identity, branding, What things are called, it's all carefully scripted to create a company-facing style. And that's not by accident. We had hot dog meetings. We had beer meetings. We had a meeting about the bathrooms are too full, we have to relieve the pressure, as it were. Everything was viewed as a product. Here's an easy and true example as uttered by a food and beverage manager. And I quote, If the bathrooms are too full, people will buy less beer to avoid an accident. In live entertainment, the proper ratio of bathrooms is a serious business, especially if someone dropped a zero when they did the math. Haha. <laughs> What's your business equivalent of the bathroom ratio question? What factors limit your ability to profit, scale, or thrive? 3. Validation, 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 and more validation and research. Did I mention validation? Euler staff offices housed a lot, and I mean a lot. Of really weird, kitschy, off-brand, poorly made, amateurishly designed products. They were loved for all the wrong reasons. Typically, the stuff shipped to the office came directly from the inventor or purveyor. The accompanying letter would usually say something like, It's only $100 for four granite coasters with the logo laser etched on it. You could sell a thousand easy and take half. I'm not making this up. People actually did that. Not only did it all infringe on copyright, but I recognized one of the graphics the vendor had etched onto a coaster as my own design. It was a teachable moment. The lesson? Make sure there's a market for $100 granite logo coasters. And check out our podcast on intellectual property, even if you're not thinking of etching a pirated logo onto a block of granite. Another true story. The playoff hat idea sticks in my memory because it's stuck in my nostrils. It was 2006, and the Oilers went to the finals. The deeper we went into the playoff run, the more inventors and idea people just showed up unannounced asking for just an hour of your time. I smelled the hat man before I saw him. The hopeful vendor had a short stack of straw cowboy hats, spray-painted Pantone Blue 282, and they just sort of stuck together. He'd printed paper logos and just glued them on. He wanted $25 per hat. We were selling the real thing for $20. Oops. Major, massive validation fail. The product exists in the market at a cheaper price point and has a license. Another plus on the official merchandise side was that our hats didn't include a risk of paint running down your face in case of rain or beer spills, and the hopeful vendor's hats also needed a warning for people with lung issues or anyone who gets faint when they inhale huge amounts of evaporating paint solvent. Just because you have an idea doesn't mean it's a good idea. It's important to make sure market enthusiasm doesn't replace empirical market knowledge. If you're going to invest in a new product or service, a product marketing agency can help validate demand, market segment, price point, marketing strategy and communication planning in your market. Is there demand for your product? What's the ideal selling price and how will it affect the market segment? What's the brand promise? What's the product's unique selling proposition or differentiation in the market? After highlighting just a few of the moving parts, I might need to revisit this topic again sometime. Professional sports does everything big. Success is big, and failure is big. And so are the lessons for observant business leaders in the world of product marketing. To read the original text of this and other posts, visit blog.graphos.ca.